<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The search continues this morning for an escaped teenager accused of murder. He escaped from the St. Louis Juvenile Detention Center. Why police are not releasing any other information? And cleanup efforts still underway after a huge warehouse fire in downtown St. Louis. The challenge is still there for crews this morning. And the Grammy goes to Taylor Swift. Sparks fly as Taylor Swift makes Grammy history as the first solo artist to win Album of the Year four times. Plus the surprise announcement that left fans enchanted. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, February 5th. You are watching The Power of Two at 6 a.m. I'm John Pertzborn. I'm Blair Lede. Thank you so much for waking up with us on this Monday. We're taking a live look here at our roof camera set up in Maryland Heights. Let's get a check of your forecast. Angela Huddy's on the Lakeside Renovation and Design Weather Day. Angela? Where I have a frosty view this morning. It's not extremely cold, obviously. We're above freezing, but we do have a little frost on our grill cover out here. I've noticed the tops of our cars are getting a little frosty, so keep that in mind out the door this morning. While our temperatures by February standards could be colder, it is certainly very chilly out here. You're going to want to be bundled up for that headed out to the bus stop this morning. So more than just that hooded sweatshirt, get the coat and the gloves out, maybe even the hat this morning. You know, though, you're, you've got that favorite beanie you want to put on. 34 degrees at the bus stop this morning, but we will warm things up nicely with plenty of sunshine today. Highs later on in the low to mid 50s. In fact, overall, it's a really nice week of weather ahead. We'll talk about when we might see our next chance of rain coming up in just a bit. All right, drivers, if you're taking 370, here's a view just over Discovery. I'm getting reports there is debris in the road. For my drivers in Jefferson County, your problem spot's going to be 55 north. Uh, right near Route C, we've got that stalled vehicle blocking that right-hand shoulder. Once you hit our 255-55 split, your drive time's dropping to about 35 miles per hour right now. Your commute, though, 55 north up from Melville to the Metro looks good. No issues except for that southbound uh, ramp closure right at Bates. Back to you guys. A 17-year-old murder suspect is on the run this morning. He escaped over the weekend from the St. Louis City Juvenile Detention Center. Yeah, the Power of Two's Chris Ringier is live in Midtown this morning with what we're learning from police. Chris? Blair, good morning to you. John, good morning to you as well. We are just outside the Juvenile Detention Center and Family Court Complex here at Vandeventer and Enright. This is the facility where that escape happened Saturday evening just before 6 o'clock. I've checked with police this morning. And they say at this point they have no new details about the search for that escaped 17-year-old murder suspect, nor have they had any reported sightings. We can show you video from the murder scene last October that the suspect was in juvenile custody for. Police say 20-year-old Calvin Kelly was shot in the head on the 4200 block of Shreve near Anderson in North St. Louis. EMS crews rushing Kelly to the hospital where he was first listed in critical and unstable condition, but then later died. Authorities tell us the 17-year-old suspect is facing charges of second-degree murder and first-degree assault in this case. He had been held at the juvenile detention facility here since back on December the 8th. 
We're told authorities immediately contacted St. Louis police after learning of the escape, and investigators are currently reviewing how that escape happened. At this point, though, authorities not identifying the suspect because he is a juvenile and has not been certified as an adult. That lack of information has people who live and work in the area of the detention center here concerned. The thing I would like to know is, how did he get out? That's a major problem. And the average should know what's going on, but leaving us in the closet in the dark, that's no good. And this isn't the first detainee to escape from the juvenile detention center here. There have been several past escapes which have raised security concerns. If you have any information about this latest escape, you are asked to call police. For now, live in Midtown, I'm Chris Renier. Thank you, Chris. It is 603 right now. Well, there is still a lot of work to be done this morning. This is after a huge warehouse fire over the weekend. People could see it uh, from miles across downtown St. Louis. The Power of Two's Laura Simon is live at the site near the North Riverfront with the latest. Good morning, Laura. Good morning to you, Blair. Good morning, everyone. The St. Louis Fire Department still has two ladder trucks out here at this hour. This truly has become a 48-hour ordeal at this point, but these ladder trucks are here tackling some hot spots on the fourth floor of this five-story vacant warehouse. And Captain Garen Mosby does tell me the fire looks suspicious in nature. You'll hear from him in a moment, but we first want to show you what this looked like, what people were talking about all on social media over the weekend, because you could see these plumes of smoke from miles away across the St. Louis skyline. The building itself takes up about a block of First and O'Fallon streets. This is not far from the Horseshoe Casino downtown in St. Louis Fire. Captain Gary Mosby does tell us it was an abandoned warehouse that had been empty for quite some time. Crews were battling the enormous fire for hours and hours on Saturday. Then on Sunday morning, we saw them out here again, still dealing with hotspots. Same story here this morning, too. Several parts of the building collapsed during the firefight, and at its peak, about 90 firefighters and six aerial ladder trucks were out here using what Captain Mosby describes as a surround and drown approach to get the fire out. Amra, Missouri had to cut power to nearby businesses temporarily for safety reasons. And then we saw a lot of their trucks out here again just before four this morning, de-energizing power lines near what's soon going to be a demolition site because they're going to soon have to tear the building down once these hotspots are out. Smaller fires that we're learning have happened in the vacant warehouse before, Captain Mosby emphasizes. While sometimes it did attract people experiencing homelessness to seek shelter, he doesn't think that's the case in this latest fire here, but investigators are still working to figure out how it all started in the first place. I almost paused to, cause it, to call it suspicious, but, but it is, it is, right? You don't get this much fire. Uh, it's six o'clock in the morning, so there are people up and in the area, got the casino here. So to have that much fire that quickly and that early on, you know, it would it would lead us to speculate to the area that that maybe an accelerant was used. But being able to speculate and what I can prove are two different things. And as this investigation continues and as these crews continue to tackle these hot spots here at the building, we are learning that the building will be torn down at some point. It could start happening today. It could be tomorrow. The timeline really still TBD, but we'll keep you posted with updates throughout the morning. Reporting live near downtown this morning, I'm Laura Simon.
Thanks, Laura. It's 6.06. A woman, there she is right there in Warren County. Melody Casey is her name, and she is missing. She was last seen Monday, January 29th, south of the Warrenton, Missouri area, according to the Sheriff's Department which has conducted air and ground searches and followed up on multiple leads. If you have any information on Casey's whereabouts, you are asked to please call the Warren County Sheriff's Department. Well, the last people in the Heritage House Apartments, they went to move their things out of that building yesterday. The apartment building closed down last month after a pipe burst and flooded the entire building during the extreme cold weather. The now former residents have been living at the airport Hilton since they were moved from the ballpark Hilton downtown. Auto woman Laura Keys was there helping those people move. More than 200 people lived in the apartments and most of them were senior citizens. In a power of two follow up, a teacher in the Francis House School District finishes in the top 30 at the 2024 Olympic marathon trials in Orlando, Florida over the weekend and uh, Jared Broadbrooks is a band director at Barnwell Middle School, and he placed 26 out of more than 170 of the best marathon runners in the nation. He ran that 26.2-mile race. He finished in two hours, 16 minutes, and 20 seconds. Unfortunately, that's not fast enough to secure a spot on the Olympic team. Only the top three finishers will compete in Paris this summer. But for a uh, Former Parkway Central runner Emily Sisson, the Olympic journey is just beginning. You know, she placed second during Saturday's trials for the women's team, finishing in two hours, 22 minutes, and 42 seconds. And that means she's going to Paris. She's going to go for the gold on August 11th.